Certainly doesn't feel like autumn yet, but football season is underway. The leaves will be turning soon, the kids are back in school, and before you know it, the holiday season will be here. If you're stressing over your budget or find yourself worried about your debt, please know that the Sharp Mortgage Team is here to help you. With all the equity you have in your home, now is the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance, pay down your debt, and have money for the holidays. The Sharp Mortgage Team is happy to talk you through all your options without any commitment. And the review of your refinance options is complimentary. Sounds like it's worth the conversation with their team to see if a cash-out refinance could change your life. Call them today, 336-575-9448, or visit sharploans.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. All right, our guy Blake Ginther, he, he's playing hurt today. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, Blake, and I don't know if you wanted me to disclose that, but you know what? I just decided to open the podcast and, and do that because football season's starting and people play with all sorts of dings and scrapes and sprains and breaks and things like that. So this is the time of year when people play hurt, and you're playing hurt today, Blake, and I admire it. I wasn't going to say anything, man. You know, people people might have heard a little bit of a difference. I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little more Barry Whitey than I normally am. I mean, it's, uh, I like I like it personally as as an as an audio dork. I like it. Well, it tip, I think it probably is better for the for the the podcast sound, but it is not my <laughs> normal voice. Maybe it is the new normal. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, I I'd be all right with it being a little bassier. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How'd the school year get get started for you guys? I mean, I, maybe you didn't. I don't know if you guys started this week or not, but uh, my as of our recording, my kids have been in school for two days now, and we were we were at the at the time when we needed summer break to be over. Oh, I think I think this year is one of the first years, and it could just because for us personally, with an eleven year old and a five year old, we were pretty pumped for uh, school. We were we were definitely getting to a point where it was like, oh wow, it's time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I do think that you reach the point. There's always that point in the summer. Sometimes it's early summer. Sometimes it's late summer. You're like, yeah, need to get back to school. Need to get back into routine. Needs need some quiet around the house, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the reasons are. Um, yeah. but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll save that conversation for. We got to get you on the dad's podcast one week. Man. I would love it. Got to get you on the dad's podcast. Let's 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 do that. Let's set that up. Um, uh, so we'll we'll bookmark this conversation for a future dad's podcast with Blake Ginther. But today we want to talk about real estate. Um, tell us about what's been happening. It's been a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, well, we've had to push this this back for a couple of weeks just because of vacations or, or illness or whatever. Both of us have had some, some scheduling conflicts. But in those two weeks, um, you've noticed some something that has caught your attention in terms of market activity, right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt it has slowed down. And that is not atypical of mid-August of school getting of the the final vacation push combined with the final get them into school push typically picks back up sometimes a little before Labor Day, sometimes a little after Labor Day. Um, And we're finally I am seeing a couple of showings all of a sudden on a couple of our listings. But, you know, mid-August through early September can typically be slower, you know, and again, typical of our market though, it, it, it hasn't brought up the inventory as much as we would have thought. 
So, you know, I think the biggest change probably from our last podcast is interest rates have gone up, right? Is lenders keep saying, you know, eventually they're going to go down. They've been saying that now for like six plus months. And and now I just heard a lender, a couple lenders say, yeah, it might go up. Actually, it might go up a little bit more. Um, right now they're around seven. Um, you know, they could go up into the mid sevens or even touch close to eight mm-hmm. um, this fall. And, you know, it's funny though. I, I will say that I think most lenders and realtors are the ones, uh, you know, screaming, throwing their hands up. It's the consumers are getting used to it. And if you're renting, I mean, let's talk about really, Adam, who's 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 in the market right now. And we said right before we hit record, I said this the last time. I mean, it's it is the Wittens are most likely stand put for right now, right? Mm-hmm. The move up or move down buyer, the local buyer, is is not in the market right now, most right. likely. Right. Um, they have a two or three percent interest rate, most likely. They're not looking you know, to trade that in for a, a seven or a six, a seven or an eight, um, unless they have a serious need. Right. So, and that's why by and large we're down. I mean, I think August is going to be 30% less sales, uh, than this year, this, this year, 23, than there was in 22, which is a little bit more than, um, the last couple of months, but, but not, out of whack with what we're seeing overall we're in like 25 percent fewer sales so far this year which is exactly what everybody predicted Mm -hmm. and and i think we'll probably finish the year somewhere between 25 and 35 percent less sales um maybe less because last fall was slower right so it, it might end up being less than that because of last fall so all that to say is like look um if you're who's so who's buying out of relocation folks uh, mm-hmm. divorces, um, deaths, you know, in families, uh, births, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing, growing families. Yeah. Th- that's for sure. Who's, who's in the market. And it's not like they're, you know, overwhelmed with inventory, but I think they're less underwhelmed than they would have been, uh, you know, s- six months ago. Yeah. Inflation rates continuing to either stay where they are or even go up a little bit. Is, is that just because they haven't been able to curb inflation the way that they had hoped to by this stage? How think, much of it is to do with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably uh, accurate. I, I think that that from my perspective, as it pertains to the real estate market, I I said that in a di- it, 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 I still stand by the fact that they needed to do two things, raise interest rates and incentivize builders. Yeah. Those were the two things, but they needed to be tactical and it needed to be done at the state level because every state's in a different market. Like, look, Phoenix is slow, started to slow down this last year, this past year or so, because they're, they are constructing at a high level. Austin, Texas, there's a lot of construction. So, so Texas might say, yeah, you know what? We don't need to incentivize building. Um, But Raleigh, Charlotte and the triad for sure could utilize more building. So, you know, at the state level, at state and city levels, they should have done more to to incentivize it. That's all, Mm -hmm. right? And and developers didn't want to put that, you know, who went under first in 08? Developers. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you incentivize builders? Like, what are some of the tactics that that can be used? 
I mean, <clears throat> it would it would most likely be in the form of tax breaks. Mm-hmm. And in the form is the cheap, easiest one in North Carolina doesn't say that. I forget what they call it, like stamps or something. I forget whatever they call it, but ultimately tax breaks. And then and then I think that the other from a national perspective, um, they can help with the supply chain. They could have helped incentivize those companies um, instead of giving just massive corporate money to just everyone yeah <laughs> they yeah. could have focused it on the needs but okay yeah and still could by the way i'm mean, still could and should yeah let me continue to spin the broken record here and and ask you to clarify that even though the number of sales are down. It doesn't mean that the real estate market is down because the inventory is still low. Correct? Yeah, I know. It's I got to be careful with those words. Yes, thank you for clarifying for clarifying that. The when I say the you know the this uh, it is when I say sales volume, the irony is some people uh, might hear that sales prices sales prices are not down. Yeah, my my you know our market. You know, most companies, most agents are going to, you know, have a very similar sales volume this year on less units, which tells you sales prices have continued to go up. Um, now, that has definitely that curve, right? That upward trend it has softened, right? We're not going to see, and we really haven't the last at least four months, seen this double digit equity increase. I don't think that those... That has definitely been curbed, mm-hmm. but but when I say there's been thirty percent, there will be thirty percent fewer sales in Forsyth County. Um, and I'll give you hard numbers, right? There's going to be about four hundred sales in Forsyth County this year. There were six hundred almost last year. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But if somebody is saying, if somebody has their home for sale right now. And they're not selling it as quickly, or the offers aren't coming in as in the volume that they had hoped. It's not necessarily because they're they're not they're not saying to them they shouldn't be saying to themselves, "Well, maybe my house isn't worth what it was six months ago." That's well, not the case, you know. Honestly, price, price, and war. I'm I'm not trying to distinguish between what they're pricing it at versus what it's actually worth. Right. I think a couple of things there, though. I do think that they're. Uh, and we're, when we meet with sellers, we say, listen, the bonanzas of, of many multiple offers, it, you know, that phase of our of our market is is definitely not here. We're not in that right now. Right. That's not to say that some houses in certain locations aren't getting that still. But by and large, we're seeing it taking, you know, two to three to four to five weeks to sell, uh, especially if you listed in August, it's probably going to take a month because mm-hmm. this month was slow. Because you're not getting um, a lot of showings, probably. No, no, there's just not a lot of buyers right now. Yeah. Um, and I do think that, I mean, like, honestly, as a seller, I think you need to, you really need to interview more, right? Because there are a lot of agents who are not, you know, candidly, just not doing enough to stay. This market is fickle. That's the word I'm using. It's fickle. And if you are not asking around and constantly showing houses and and really getting your finger on the pulse of the market in that particular location and that particular price point, there's a high probability that you're going to shoot too high. Hmm. 
a five hundred thousand dollar house, um, it, you know, it is it could easily comp out at five twenty five or five fifty, but that doesn't mean you should price it there. And and some people are. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started, and that's oftentimes the hardest part: getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. So let me ask you then, if there aren't as many buyers out there right now, how do you how do you find them? How, what, what are some of the things that people should expect out of their whoever is representing the the sale of their home to find the buyers if they're not as if they're not necessarily beating down your door for showings now you got to put in now you got to do some work to market now you got to do some work to find those buyers and make sure that your home is on their radar how do you how does one do that yeah well i think that that work starts before you list in a perfect world and and we're getting ready to list um, a couple, uh, a couple past clients of mine, a couple new clients, and 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 we're highly, we're back to highly recommending. You know, I don't want to say renovating, but updating. Highly recommending. You know, changing out those light fixtures, painting the house, doing the stuff, and they're going cool, cool. So if I spend, you know, seven thousand dollars, can I make twenty one? And 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 my my response currently is possibly. But more importantly, if you spend $7,000, you're going to sell and you're going to sell at a price that you're going to like. Is it, yeah. are you going to, are you going to make 21,000 potentially, but most likely, even if you spend seven, you're going to make that seven, no, no like guaranteed and you're going to sell yeah. in our current market. You know, if you, if you don't make those updates and, and, and you price you know, at or above the market, which is what a lot of people are doing, you're you're going to have to wait a month or two and you might have a price reduction involved and then you're going to wish you did it. Yeah. So is is it accurate to say that if you don't make these updates, maybe you run the risk of your home being ignored because buyers can be more choosy right now? If you don't, then I would recommend pushing yourself on a on the like we always give a range, right? We we we're never going to come in and say, seller, Mister Seller, this is your magic number, Mrs. Seller, this is your magic number. We're going to say, here's your range of correctness, right? Yeah. And it's a pretty healthy range, typically ten to fifteen percent. And and some people go, okay, but you know, where would you? What would you do if if it was your home? Well, if you're not willing to make the updates, then I'm going to be, I'm gonna, we're going to be recommending towards the bottom of the right. range. Right. And if you make the updates, that doesn't ma- guarantee that we're going to recommend the top of the range. We're still going to recommend probably somewhere in the 50 to top 
probably 66% mm-hmm. of that range. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I I can see how that would be frustrating because even somebody, you know, your neighbor showed their home 6 months ago and had a great experience, lots of showings, multiple offers, sold, you you're doing it right now and you're saying, "Well, what's wrong here?" And it's is is the advice in that situation to maybe just be patient a little bit, like because you said it could take three, four, five weeks. Like buy, buyers aren't in a rush right now. There yep. aren't a lot of people buying. You mentioned that you know you're not it, there. Are, there's maybe only a certain type of person that's out there trying to buy, and and I don't know if anyone's in a huge rush right now for a variety of reasons. So do you, do you preach a little patience, maybe too? Yeah, but yes, and um and and perspective. Patience and perspective. Okay. I think are the two words that I would tell sellers is like let's like let's just shoot straight here, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. You bought that house for $165,000. You you over the last 4 years, 5 years have spent call it 20 grand. You're in 185 and and your home you know has 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 gotten 50 plus percent equity. Right, you you've gained your your home is now worth anywhere from two fifty to three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? In in three or four years, pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good investment. Yeah. And and I think what happened is is they were like, yeah, but if if we had sold in May of twenty twenty two, you know, we wouldn't have had to spend this extra five six thousand that you're recommending. And we probably could have gotten like some crazy offer into the low threes. And and maybe that's true. Maybe, but but probably not. They just think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And and it's it look, uh, I think the hardest part for everybody, for all business, anybody who is a single, anybody who owns a business understands that 2020, 2021, and 22, the first half of those of that year, it's gonna be asterisked for a long time. And and home value prices, we're not we're not taking a time machine, man. We're not going back there. Home prices, the baseline got moved. As a homeowner, congratulations. Right? Yeah. And if you but can we can we just can we get that? No. And and hopefully we don't ever go back there from a consumer perspective. As a realtor, I'm gonna tell you that those those were phenomenally profitable, great years for everybody. Almost every business had record years, and I talked to anybody I talked to, regardless of their of their field, they're most likely twenty to twenty five percent profit margins comparatively to those years, mm-hmm. and like twenty five, you know, like they're making seventy five percent less the company, yeah. and you know what? And you ask them, okay, go back to eighteen and nineteen. Was it similar? Yeah, actually, yeah. What? Why there do you think all, yeah, why do you think all these major companies have had these massive layoffs recently? Because they had to scale up so much to keep up with what 2020 through 2022 brought and now it's getting back to reality of of what what it's supposed to be. And the only thing I'll add on that is is people because when people hear layoffs they go, "Oh, is that going to affect the real estate market?" Well, it hasn't yet. <laughs> and yeah. and and I think that that's cuz the inventory is again still so low. It just hasn't ticked up enough. Now it has impacted the rental market a little bit. There are, you know, the rental market in our local market is still very solid for landlords. They're still able to rent it, but the price, um, you know, the amount 
is not as crazy as it was. You, you've for landlords have come had to come a little bit back to reality, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. I wonder. It kind of makes me want to go back to some of our early podcasts before COVID and just listen to it and see how much of this is actually is, is true now in 2023 because you know it, the expectations are probably similar now. Well, it's just funny how how uh, you know within a two year three year period, of course everybody's everybody's uh, baseline got moved, and yeah. everybody and so now sellers are like. I, I can't buy a home and a year later sell it for 12% like <laughs> more. And you're like, that was oh. never a thing. Like in Winston Salem, North Carolina, if you bought a home for 165 and sold it three or four years later, you were p- lucky to sell it for 185. Everybody would quit their job and flip houses for the, for a living. <laughs> totally. By the way, there are record amounts of people in my industry doing that. Yeah. Everybody gets a text, an annoying spam call. Everybody is getting a postcard about if they want to sell their home. I mean, and that is never, that's not going to stop for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, patience and perspective. I, I like that. That's, that's really what this is all about. Uh, Blake, your team is so good when it comes to patience and perspective. Uh, t- tell the, tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you guys if they want to talk to you about their situations. Thank you, man. They can hook us. They can find us on on uh, the old interwebs at theginthergroup.com, theginthergroup.com, or give us a shout at 336-283-8689, Hey, And one more thing. Uh, you, you're hearing this on the ads across the network right now, but uh, the Ginther Group is sponsoring the Bailey Park movie night once a month. Yeah. We've got uh, two more coming, one in September, one in October. Um, one of which is a Harry Potter movie, right? That's the October one. That's, That's the, the October, October one. one. Yep. And September, is that The Matrix? Space, or they... Space Jam. Space Jam, yes. Um, That's really cool you guys are doing that, man. What a fun night out that that is. Yeah, I'll, I'll shout out to Sarah uh, on my team. She found that and and uh, hooked us up with it. I, I think, obviously, we want to be a part of, of, you know, we want to support the community mm-hmm. and how cool to come get a free, free, you know, free movie in the, in what, but you know, Bailey parks is just so awesome. It's great, man. That, that whole area with incendiary and the restaurants and the park. And my kids love just playing that little fountain right there yep. near the grass area. So yep. yeah. Uh, check, check, um, check the social media is probably the best place to find it. Get through group on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find information about the next upcoming movie night, which will be in September. And then they'll have another one in October before it gets too cold for outdoor movie nights. Friday, September 15th. Come see us. I'll there be you there. go. All right, my man. Be good. Thanks for powering through this one. Yeah, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.